0: It's time for Tales of Terror, only on the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult.
2: The three shall become one. Reality shall fall. Lest the pale man runs...
0: To save us all.
3: The golden flames danced about me, tearing apart my being. Tearing apart my soul. Tearing apart everything I ever was or would be. In mere moments, I would cease to exist. There was nothing I could do to stop it. Then images swam before me. Patterns began to take shape.
2: Run. Pale men, run!
3: It was the autumn of 1943. The world was in the chaotic grip of what would become known as World War II. The ever-expanding forces of Nazi Germany had already conquered most of Europe. However unknown to most, the conquest was due to aid that the Nazis were gaining from occult items they had gathered. Utilizing as supernatural forces, the Spear of Destiny being one such object in their possession. There were others, but that does not matter. My task was to ensure they gain no others, lest the whole of the world fall under Nazi rule.
4: Where have you brought this, Alistair?
3: The Amazon Rainforest, I thought that would be obvious, Vera.
4: That Sister Vera to you, Alistair.
3: Look, it's Byron these days. I gave up calling myself Alistair
4: after... After... After Kristin died. Yes, I read the report. You were married to her, yes?
3: Not that it's any of your damn business, but yes, I married her.
4: Forgive me, but I find that odd. A being who walks in eternity chooses to marry a mortal woman. Must have been like marrying a mayfly. Why waste your time?
3: Because I grew to love her, and for too short a season she made my existence bearable. This was the era where I was aiding the Watch. The Vatican's secret army developed to deal with threats against the world by supernatural forces. Some years before, they had rescued me after being buried alive with dragon venom pumping into my veins, if rescued is the right choice of words. I chose captive instead. Most of my time was spent locked away in a cell underneath Vatican City. They only allowed me out from time to time when they needed my help. You know, I've always found it odd how your little order is against everything that goes bump in the night. Yet you have no qualms about the use of magic and such, especially curses.
4: There are times when we are called upon to utilize the dark arts for the greater good. Besides, how else would we have been able to keep you under tabs?
3: Funny thing is, this isn't even a very powerful curse.
4: True. But you must admit it is quite effective in its elegance. Nothing happens to you for about six weeks. Then one day it kicks in and all of your flesh melts from your bones. Killing you in a very painful way.
3: As you said, quite effective.
4: And only the High priests of the Watch know the right connotations that will remove it.
3: I know. Believe me, I know.
4: Do not be so grim, pale man. Look at it this way. you got to be outside of your cage. And for the moment, you are aiding God in his holy works.
3: Well, if that's how you see it. But when this is all over, I get locked back up again.
4: Of course. You're an impure creature of unpure origins. A blight in the eyes of Maker. Unworthy of the sacrifice Christ made so sins could be forgiven.
3: Yet you have no problem using me whenever it suits the Watcher's purpose.
4: As I said earlier, there are times when we are called upon to utilize the dark arts for a greater good. Or, those who walk in the shadows. Now, where is this place? All I is in this vegetation. Aye, an insect! How much further do we have to go?
3: Not far now. According to the stories, it came down somewhere near here.
4: But what exactly is it?
3: Ah. Now that's the real question, isn't it?
1: Ah, Herr Hauser. There you are. It's
0: Professor. A what? Professor Hauser. Not Herr Hauser. I would thank you to remember that.
1: As you wish, Professor. What are you doing?
0: What does it look like? I am. I am trying to translate the
1: markings on these stones we've uncovered. Interesting. What language is it? You would not believe me if I told you. I see. Are you making any progress? Some.
0: Now then. What do you want, Major?
1: That's uh, Commandant Professor. Commandant Leopold Heines. I would thank you to remember that.
0: To share, Commandant. So what do you want? As you can see, I am busy.
1: As I am new to this dig site, I would like you to bring me up to speed on what has been going on before I make my report to the Fuhrer.
0: As you wish. According to the various legends we have been able to cobble together, we are reasonably certain that the object came to rest here. Reasonably certain? The object has been buried for several thousand years. We have had to make an educated guess as to where it is.
1: You do know what will become of you if your educated guess proves to be wrong.
0: Oh, please calm down. Let's not begin this relationship with threats. I've never been one for cliché. If you have me taken out and shot, the object will remain lost, and your Fuhrer will lose his prize. And what exactly is this prize? A weapon of unimaginable power. According to legend, the only time it was used because caused the utter destruction of Atlantis, leaving nothing behind.
1: Atlantis? <laughs> Professor, Atlantis is nothing but a fairy tale parents tell their children. There is no such thing. This quest is a waste of manpower and resources that would be better used in the front line against the Allies.
0: Your people once said that about the Spear of Destiny. And look at it now. It has aided Germany in conquering most of Europe. Can you imagine... What might happen if we leave now and the Allies discover the object? That's why we are here. To ensure it does not fall into the wrong hands, it must be possessed by the Fatherland! Very well. But my patience is not inexhaustible. I expect progress, and soon. And you will have it. I feel we are very close, Commandant. Very close indeed.
3: Called the black event the skies across the world turned pitch black for a whole day And when the light returned atlantis was no more
4: how do you know this were you there
3: no not even close but when word reached me as to what had happened i journeyed to where atlantis had been to my great surprise i discovered nothing there where the eighth continent once stood
4: eight but there are only seven continents there are now so there was nothing left of it
3: Just open water, where all the marvels of science, technology and magic had once been gathered together. It was as if Atlantis had been erased from the face of the planet.
4: And whatever did this came to rest in this rainforest.
3: So their legend goes.
4: Interesting. I am curious why you have not tried to discover what this is before.
3: Because I am not suicidal. Others have tried to find it over the ages, very powerful beings, gods in their own right. All trying to find out what destroyed Atlantis. None of them have ever been seen or heard from again. I've made a point to give the rainforest a wide berth.
4: So if we were not forcing you to do this?
3: I would still be here looking for it.
4: But you just said...
3: I know what I said. If somehow Hitler and his cronies get their hands on whatever is out here, I don't have to tell you how bad things will get. Allied forces might as well pack it in and go home, then beg for German mercy because there won't be any way to stop them then.
4: You paint quite the grim picture, pale man.
3: War is a very grim business. I just don't want to see it get any worse than it needs to be.
4: Indeed. Do you hear something? Like heavy machinery?
3: The sounds were coming from behind a large hill, which Sister Vera and I quickly made our way up. What we saw on the other side was surprising, to say the least. There was a large clearing in the valley below. Dozens of bulldozers were pushing mounds of Earth aside. Workers were sifting through the grounds as well, all of them displaying the swastika symbol of Nazi Germany. I don't know about you, but I think we might be close.
4: This isn't good at all. We need reinforcements at once.
3: And how do you suggest we get them? It's not as if we brought a radio or a cell phone with us.
4: Cell phone? What are you talking about?
3: Oh yes, those haven't been invented yet, have they? Wait a moment, how do I know that?
1: Halt! Put your hands up at once.
3: You're right, Vera. This isn't good at all.
0: <sighs> the three shall become one. Reality shall fall. Lest the pale man runs. I wonder if it needs. Merits- Professor! <sighs> Professor Hauser! What is it, Otto? As you can see, I am very busy. Professor, we found something, Professor! We are finding things all the time. You need to be more specific. It is a stone slab set into the ground, very large. It has more of those symbols on it. I see. Hmm. Very good, Otto. Fetch the commandant. There's a good chap. Have him meet us there.
2: Yes, Professor.
1: Uh, Professor, perhaps you want to explain why this simpleton of yours has dragged me out here? Because I wanted you to see this! And just what is it? It looks like a large rock.
0: Ah, that's what I love about you military types. Always overlooking the obvious. (laughs) It is far more than a rock, as you would put it, Commodore. If anything, I believe this to be a door. A door? Yes. A door which can lead us to the object we are looking for. I see. What do these markings on it mean? Well, I was translating that while waiting for you. Simply put, they read, Do not disturb. Do
1: not disturb. (laughs) Like a sign on a hotel room, perhaps? I think
0: it is meant as a warning.
1: Warning or not, if the object we are looking for is underneath this, ...then the sooner we get this stone moved out of the way, the sooner we can get back to the war.
0: You and you there. Fetch cobars. At once, sir. I do not think that's wise. We need to study what this is first. You can
1: study it all you want once we get it back to Berlin. But right now, I want to get this open. Ah, very good. You three men. I want this stone removed. Yes, sir. Okay, boys. Heath. It. Put your back into it. I can see it starting to give way. What's
0: ah! ah! the name of God? Ah! I don't think God had anything to do with this. What happened to my men? Offhand, I'd say they aged to death in a matter of seconds. Look, even their bones are turning to dust now. How is that even possible? Because whatever is under that stone is a force unlike any we've encountered before. This is going to be trickier than I thought. What was that? Oh, nothing. Uh, this is on your head, Commander. You should have listened to me. If you'd given me time to study this, those men would still be alive. I'm not accustomed to being addressed in this manner, Professor. But I am not
1: accustomed to have to deal with fools. But here you are, all the same. Professor, I can easily have you... Commandant. Commandant! What is it? The troops on the South Ridge. They've captured two intruders.
0: Probably just some of the natives.
1: No, sir. They were both dressed in uniforms of the Watch.
0: The Watch? No. They could disrupt everything I do. There's
1: a paramilitary organization under control of the Vatican. I've been expecting them. You've
0: heard of the Watch before?
1: Indeed. The watch has delighted in frustrating our plans to gather occult items. They were the prime reason we failed to recover one of the legendary Star
0: Stones. Then it's obvious they are here for the same reason we are. It would seem that way. Then what are you waiting for? You should have them shot so we can get on with our work. No,
1: not yet at any rate. Have them brought to my tent. I shall speak with them. At once, sir.
0: What are you doing? You are putting my whole operation
1: at risk. Your operation? I will remind you to remember who you are working for, Professor.
0: Yes, 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 fine. But what can possibly be gained by talking to these people? Perhaps they know how to get this door open where you have failed.
1: Come along, Professor. Let us greet our guests. Wait here. The Commandant will be
3: here soon.
4: When this Commandant gets here, let me do the talking. As you wish. Love what they've done
3: to this tent, don't you? As a real, I've given up on society and decided to rough it, look. Really getting back to nature. Oh look, it has a refrigerator. I wonder if they have beer. Always heard the Germans were big into beer.
4: How can you think about beer at a time like this?
3: I would prefer a nice cup of tea, but when in Rome... I am certain we could provide you with a nice cup of tea.
1: However, not even the finest tea can match a good, chilled Hefeweizen. Greetings. My name is Leopold Heiners. I am the commandant of this camp.
3: Wonderful to meet you. Nice day, isn't it? I'm sorry for us barging in like this. The wife and I got lost. We were on our way to Portland and took a wrong turn. You know how it is. You take a left instead of a right, and the next thing you know you're in the Amazon rainforest. So if you could just show us the way out, we'll be on our way. Cheers.
4: What happened with letting me do the talking?
1: Be quiet. Both of you. We know you are agents of the Watch.
3: Well, there goes that secret.
1: Tell me who you are, and why you've come here.
4: You don't really expect us to tell you, do you?
1: I am loath to use a cliché, but we do have
3: ways of making you talk.
4: Ways that I've been trained to resist.
3: Oh, please. I'm not up for being tortured today. This is Sister Vera Gomez of the Watch, and I'm called... Alistair the Pale Man. For the love of Pate, it's Byron now. You hear that, Byron? I gave up calling myself Alistair almost twenty years ago.
4: Byron, for the love of the Almighty, would you just shut up?
0: You know this man, Professor?
3: You could say that. However, I was under the impression he was dead. Dead. Buried alive in concrete. Enslaved by the Vatican. It all depends on who you are and how you look at it. It's funny, you seem to know who I am, but I have no recollection of you. Not surprising. It has been some time since we last met.
0: Uh, Commandant, if you would be so kind as to take Sister Vera and leave Mr. Byron and I alone for a few minutes. Professor, need I remind you who is in charge of this operation? I meant no offense, Commandant. However, if you give me just a few minutes, I think we might be able to get that hatch open for you.
1: Very well. Five minutes, not a moment more. Sister, if you would come with me.
4: Byron, I swear, if you do anything that... Have
0: faith, sister. The pale
4: man and I are
0: just going to have a little... chat, it's all. Now then, perhaps we can have a more... civilized discussion. Can I get you something to drink?
3: No, thank you. This isn't going to be the whole good cop, bad cop thing, is it? (laughs) Oh,
0: please... Beings such as us are beyond petty things like that. Yes. So you're not human? No more than you. Who are you? And how do you know me? You can call me the professor for the time being. You know, I've heard stories about you for many years. Indeed, we even met once. We have. Back when you were traveling around with that uh, messianic fellow. I'm ashamed what happened to him. Such a nice fellow, after all. Really, a very good carpenter. Yes, he was, but I still don't remember you. You were soon enough. Now then. Did you know you have a curse on you? I can see it. It's been bonded to the aura of your being. It's the leash the watch keep on me. Step out of line and it'll kill me. Never been fond of leashes myself. Always felt creatures should be able to run free as they will. I could remove it for you, if you desire.
3: I was told any one of the high priests of the Vatican knew how
0: to remove it. Don't believe everything you're told. The Watch like to think they have an edge over the supernatural world, but I think it's an ego thing to make them feel superior. So you know magic? Quite a lot, really. I would be more than happy to remove that curse. In return for your help.
3: Ah, the string attached. What is it you need from me? Your aid in this
0: operation. There's a stone hatch that we cannot get through. Not
3: at the moment, anyway.
0: I've always heard you are a clever being. Maybe you can find a way to open it.
3: I assume whatever destroyed Atlantis is under that hatch. You assume correctly. And you really expect me to help you free it so you can give it to the Nazis?
0: Oh, dear no. The Germans have simply been a means to an end. Indeed, I plan to eliminate them once they have fulfilled their usefulness to me. That's somewhat grim. They are grim and barbaric people. It is no more than they deserve. Will you help
3: me? Maybe. But first I would like to know who you really are, and what it is that's under that hatch. With a dark and mischievous grin, the Professor told me who he really was. I felt a cold chill run up my spine. I am Professor Peter Hauser, But you know
0: me better as Legion. It is my followers that are being held captive under that hatch. And they are...
2: You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Season 4, Episode 6, Between Shadows and Light, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Carissa DeWitt as Agent Vera Gomez, Dave Morgan as Professor Hauser and the Worker, Ellie Hirschman as Commander Heines. Victor Aurelius as the narrator and Barry the Cat, Roy Spearman as Otto, and Julian Bain as the Trooper. Music provided by Shadows Symphony. Byron Theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by George S. Nader. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. This is Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Battery, along with my associates, Arnie Cunch... I can introduce myself, thank you very much. All right. Hi, I'm Arnie Cunchbard. That's it? That's it. And also, do you want me to introduce you, Brad? Well, of course, Mr. Bell, that's your job as host. Thank you, Brad. And I'd like to introduce Brad... Hold on. What? Here's your script. Script? (laughs) Well, you gotta know what to say. All right. And introducing Brad Montworth, a salesman, incomparable public relations expert, and, of course, unrivaled attorney at law. No, come on, you know how to say it, Mr. Bell. Unrivaled attorney Attorney at 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 law. law. Oh, Mr. Bell, you shouldn't say those things. You make me blush. Can I do my introduction over again? No. We're here for an important reason. Very important. Indeed. If you think you deserve significant financial compensation, call Brad Motworth, attorney, attorney at, attorney at law. law. Oh, boy. And at 555 No, five, five, no, 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 no. We're here to remind everybody to take steps to avoid the coronavirus. Yeah, don't catch it, because there's no one you can sue. Wash your hands thoroughly and keep social distancing. What? Social distance. One more time. Stay about six feet away from everybody else. Right, very good. Oh, I gotta wash my hands thoroughly. I don't wanna get me this corona. Ooh, keep your distance now. Socially. I wanna keep feeling fine, corona. Never gonna stop getting squirts from my Purell. I'm always gonna buy all the toilet paper that they sell. buy, 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 bye. Whoa! B-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b-b- Bye, Corona. <makes> bye, Corona. Don't get no closer, huh? Beat it, huh? Far enough where I can't see your eyes, Corona. An illness history is not for me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Don't want to try your COVID on for size, Corona. Never gonna touch. Stay away. My epidermis never wants to be close to where that nasty germ is. Bye, 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 woo! ba by corona! fu a fly corona. Captain a corona! Pumpkin pie corona! Wait a minute! go ka Corona, goodbye
3: go good corona! good